Praise the Lord. Well, it's good to be in God's house this morning. Amen. It is good to be in God's house this morning. Praise the Lord. Why don't you grab your Bibles this morning? I'm just so happy to see everyone that's here today. We've got some people who've been coming a few times over the last month. We've got some people who are making this church their new home church. We've got some people here who are here for the first time today. We've got got lots of people here today. And we are a church that's on a mission. Amen. Our vision is to reach our world with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Our vision is to what? Make disciples and of course, create a community where people belong. Amen. We want We want people to feel like here they can get connected to God, to get connected to the purpose that God has for their life, to get connected to a church that loves them, that cares for them. Amen. That's what we want to be. Amen. And in doing so, we will grow and learn and be disciples together. Amen. Psalm 137. I want to read verse 1. For those of you who are familiar with songs, you might recognize some of the words here. It says, By the rivers of Babylon, there we sat down, yea, we wept when we remembered Zion. Now that's a pretty depressing way to start a Sunday, isn't it? But hold on, it gets better. Amen. Turn over in your Bibles to Isaiah chapter 40. Isaiah chapter 40, and I want to start reading from verse 25. Say amen when you are there. Grateful for the people who have been praying for my family this week. We got hit with a 24-hour bug, and everybody went down except me. I must be the healthiest amongst the three. But thank you for those who kept us in prayer. Isaiah chapter 40, verse 25. To whom then will you liken me, or shall I be equal, says the Holy One? Lift up your eyes on high. Behold, who has created these things that brings out the host by number? He's talking about the stars. He calls them all by names, by the greatness of his mind. For that he is strong in power, not one faileth, not one star fails without God being aware. Why do you say, O Jacob, And speak, O Israel, that my way is hid from the Lord. God, you can't see what's going on in my life. And my judgment is passed over from God. Have you not known, have you not heard that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth. Now, isn't that a resume and a half? Neither fainteth, neither is weary. There is no searching of his understanding. He gives power to the faint and to them that have no might he increases strength even the youth shall faint and be weary and the young men shall utterly fall but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength they shall mount up with wings as eagles they shall run and not be weary they shall walk and not faint. Man, if that doesn't set a fire inside your soul, I don't know what else will. 
Amen. I want to talk to you for a little while this morning about learning to wait. Learning to wait. Turn to the person next to you. Give them a smile. Say, I'm waiting. And God bless you. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord this morning. I'm just so excited to be here today. So excited to be in God's house. Let me give you a little bit of background here. The background is found in Psalm 137 and verse 1 where the children of Israel were in captivity. The Babylonian Empire and the Assyrian Empire before them, the Assyrian Empire had wiped out the northern kingdom of Israel and taken them all captive. And then, and then the Babylonian Empire came in a little bit later. And they took out the kingdom of Judah, the southern kingdom, the, the kingdom that was meant to be living for God. Kingdom that had the temple, that, that had the priests, that could have had what God wanted. But now they were in captivity. And when you read Psalm 137 verse 1, it kind of gives you an idea about where their headspace was at. We sat down by the rivers of Babylon and we wept. Has anyone else here beside me ever just felt like that? I'm just going to sit down and cry right now. <laughs> they wept when they remembered the glory of what they had had. The glory of Solomon's temple. The greatness and the splendor and the majesty of the reigns of King David and King Solomon and, and other kings who had, who had attempted to bring things right. Hezekiah and Josiah and, and all these other kings. But, but over time, things had slipped. And now the proud children of Israel, the people of the one true God, they were no longer a rich people, but they were captives. They were outcasts. They were refugees in a land that was not their own. They were not a powerful people anymore. At the height of Solomon's reign, he ruled the Middle East. He ruled the known world. But now the children of Israel had no king. They had no army. They had no navy. And they were there because they were spiritually bankrupt. They had sold out to God. They had sold out what their forefathers had left them. They had sold out this idea that some false god promised them an easier path, an easier way. And so they were bankrupt because they had failed God. And in short, as a nation, the children of Israel were in the worst possible situation that they could ever imagine. Someone say amen. amen. Turn to the person next to you and say, this is better get better. It's going to get better. It's going to get better. And into this, into this situation comes the prophet Isaiah. And he gives them a message, and he is essentially saying, get your eyes off the surroundings that you find yourself in and put them back on the Lord. You read it here in verse 27. Why are you saying, O Jacob, and why are you speaking, O Israel? My way is hidden from the Lord, and my judgment is passed over from God. What they're saying is, why is God not paying attention to all these things that's going on? Why is God not fighting on my behalf? Why is God not intervening in our nation's story? Why, why, why God? Look at all this stuff that's going wrong. It makes me want to hang my harp up on a willow and weep. 
And Isaiah is there saying, no, 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 get your eyes off God because then he begins to detail God's resume. And I love this. He says, you need to understand God is not on your level. He says, have you not known? Have you not heard that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, You see, I think sometimes, church, we need to get something in our heart. We need to get this determined spirit that understands there is a God who is above us and a God who loves us and a God who cares for us. And we've got to get something in our heart that says, hang on, I know things are still bad, but He is still the Lord. He is still the creator of the ends of the earth. He is still the Prince of Peace. He is still the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. He is still my Savior. He is still my my redeemer he is still my restorer he is still the lifter of my head and this is what Isaiah is trying to get across to these people he is the everlasting God he is the Lord he is the creator of the universe someone needs to just shout amen right now Isaiah goes on he says he does not faint neither is he weary there is no searching of his understanding what is he saying he's saying when you're tired he doesn't get tired when you're weary he does not get weary when you're ready to give up he ain't ready to give up yet when you're ready to quit and throw in the towel God's saying no 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 I've got more left in me yet because I am the Lord I am the everlasting God and here's the kicker the last one he says there is no searching of his understanding. You know, the Bible says in, a, in another portion in Isaiah, a little bit later on, it says, For my ways, this is God talking, are not your ways. And my thoughts, they're not your thoughts. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so are my ways above your ways. Brothers and sisters, I know sometimes that we get caught up in trials. And we get caught up in situations. And we get caught up in life. And we get caught up in just the mundane. And it seems like the weeks just seem to turn into months. And and life happens and happens and happens and happens. I want to encourage someone today that you just need to lift your eyes up and look at the God that we are claiming to serve look at the God who is there for us look at the God who through all of eternity has been there look at the God who has all power all strength all might and all wisdom and when we don't understand and we don't know which way to turn and we don't know what direction to take we can rest assured that there is a God whose ways are so far above our ways and his thoughts Thoughts are so far above our thoughts. And I might not know what the future holds, but I know my God is so powerful that if I can just get into lockstep with God, I know that He's going to guide my steps. The Bible says the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. I know that if I can humble myself under the authority of God, if I can live my life for Him, if I can give Him my problems, give Him my circumstance, give Him the challenge challenges that I face in life I know he's going to take me by the hand he's going to say come on son I'm going to show you the path we're going to walk together someone say praise the Lord learning to wait see here's the thing 
You know, and, and, and I fall to this as well. We just want to know. We just want to know, God, why? Hello? Am I the only one that feels like that sometimes? God, why? Why is this happening? Why did my clutch have to blow up today? Why today? You know, why did this have to happen? Why did that have to happen? Why did my car have to go in for a service? And the mechanic's like, well, there's a little something wrong with the engine. We basically need to pull the whole thing out and give you a new one. Why? We, we like to know, but, but here's what I'm learning. We don't have to understand. And that, that, if you can get your mind around that, that we don't have to understand. Because here's the thing. Even when we're weak, the Bible says He gives power to the faint. And to them that have no might, He increases strength. See, here's what God is saying. He's saying, you know what? You don't have to understand. All you've got to know is you just lean on me. Let me take care of that for you. You just bring it to me. Let me resolve that for you. Let me give you the strength. Let me give you the power. The number of times in my life I've been in situations and circumstances that I have felt were going to overwhelm me. And I've gotten down on my knees before God. And I've said, God, I don't understand. And His power fills my life. I get up from that place. And I'm ready to face the day. And I'm ready to go on because I know God was with me. But here's the thing. I still don't understand. But I am learning that I don't have to. I just have to learn to wait on the Lord. And you know, the Bible goes on. The Bible goes on. He says, even the youth shall faint away. You know, even the ones who look like, oh, they're so on fire for God. There's nothing wrong with their life. Even the ones who you think... They're just so super Christian. Man, they are so holy. They've got like a halo that just floats above their head. You know, they walk around life and there's this permanent sunshine down on their head. Hello? But here's the thing. Isaiah is telling the people, he's saying, don't keep your eyes on those people. Lift your eyes to Jesus. What am I saying, church? We're not to get our strength and our encouragement from one another. Yes, we build one another up. Yes, we pray for one another. Yes, we lift one another up. But don't go looking at my life and think, wow, pastor's so perfect. If I could just model my life after him. Oh, brother Kenneth has got it all together. If I could just model my life after him. No, church, we have to collectively lift our eyes to Jesus and say, yeah, I'm glad the pastor's doing great, but my walk is with him. I'm glad that mom and dad are doing great, but my walk is with you, Jesus. I'm glad that my parents drug me to church, but my walk is with you, Jesus. We are learning to wait because even the people who we think are so strong, And the people we think are so good. And the people we think have gotten it together. He says, even the youth shall faint. Even the ones with the most strength. Even the ones with the most ability. Even with the ones who have the most talent. We are all human. We are all prone to failure. We are all prone to making mistakes. But we serve a God. Who's there saying, hey, I am the everlasting God. I am the Lord. I am the creator of the ends of the earth. I don't faint even when you faint. I'm not weary even when you're weary. I don't give up even when you're ready to give up. I am still here. 
We all have times when our faith is weak. It is in those times and in those moments when you get out of bed on a Sunday morning and you kick the cat and you drop your glass of milk and you you spill cereal all over the floor and you just think, why am I going to church again? Today is such a bad day. Those are the days when you've got to get yourself into the body of Christ and lift your eyes up and go, Oh, Jesus, I'm here anyway, Lord, because you are my strength. You are my deliverer. You are the one who is holding me up by the power of your hand. And that's what Isaiah says. He's saying, we need to learn to wait on the Lord. And when we do that, We renew our strength. Mm, I feel the presence of the Lord. Why don't we just lift our hands and worship the Lord right now. Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 When we wait on the Lord, we renew our strength. What it's saying is that there there is an exchange that happens. There is an exchange that happens in our life. 2 Corinthians Chapter 12, look at this. Paul's writing here to the Corinthian church, 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7. He says, And and lest I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of the revelations, there was given to me a thorn in the flesh. Messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. Now, some people don't exactly know what that is. But most scholars seem to agree that the Apostle Paul was practically blind. He had very bad eyesight, is what they're saying. And, and you read it in different books. I think it's in Galatians. He's writing the book of Galatians to himself. And he says at the end, see how large a letters I'm writing. Because he can't write small, neat script. He's writing big script. Maybe that's what it was. Maybe it wasn't. I don't know. But it goes on to say, for this thing, I besought the Lord three times that it might depart from me. And he said unto me, God said, my grace is sufficient for thee. For my, get this, for my strength, the strength of God is made perfect in weakness. What does it mean that they that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength? It's talking about an exchange that is happening. We bring our weakness. We bring our frailty. We bring our mistakes. We bring our lack of faith. We bring our lack of commitment. We say, okay, God, I'm going to give this to you. And God says, okay, I'm going to take care of that. And I'm going to give you my strength. And I'm going to give you my power. And I'm going to give you my spirit. And I'm going to give you what you need to walk for me. Amen. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities. Why? That the power of Christ may rest upon me. Hallelujah. We need to learn to wait on the Lord, church. Amen. The Bible goes on in Isaiah chapter 40. He says, they that wait on the Lord, they shall mount up with wings like eagles. You see, what, 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 is, what is the metaphor here? Because yeah, we, we love that scripture, but I often think we don't stop to actually go, well, what, what does it mean to mount up with wings like as an eagle? What's that actually mean? Here's the metaphor. 
that Isaiah is trying to do. He's trying to tell them, you know what? When God steps in and God brings you out of captivity, it is going to be done in such a way that it is plain and obvious to all that it is God who has done this. And this is important for us proud, proud people. Because we like to think that we could pull ourselves out of situations. Hello? We like to think that we could do it by ourselves. That if we just work a bit harder, if we just focus a bit more, if we just read another book, we could, we could pull ourselves out. But God's saying, no, 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 no. What you do is you bring that to me. You bring your weakness to me. I will make you strong. And then you are going to mount up with wings like as an eagle. Or in other words, when God steps into your situation, He is going to do it in such a way that it is obvious to all that God has stepped in and delivered you. Why? Because He wants the glory. He needs the glory. And when we pull ourselves out of these things, we go, look at that. I did pretty good, didn't I? Sounded like a New York accent. I did pretty good, didn't I? Right? We think we pulled ourselves out of that. But God's saying, no, no, no. If you want my strength, if you want my power, if you want my guidance, you need to learn to give it to me. And then I get all the glory when I bring you out. And I get all the praise. I get all the worship. Have you ever thought that the reason why you are in a situation that you are in today is because God wants to get the glory in your life? Hello? Wait on the Lord. The metaphor was that God is going to bring them out of captivity with such power and so quickly that it would be obvious. Isaiah goes on, he says, They shall run and not be weary, they shall walk. And not faint. Here's what I know. When you come to God, when you have that divine exchange take place where you give Him your weakness, you give Him your faint, you give Him your problems, and the strength comes in, and the power comes in, and is done in such a way that God gets all the glory. That's when you know, okay, God, now I'm going to be able to run, and I'm not going to get weary. I'm going to be able to walk, and I'm not going to faint. When you are waiting on God, church, He he becomes the strength that underpins your walk with Him. Do you want to know why I am so confident that I'm going to make it to heaven? I know because there is a God who is walking beside me every step of the way. It's not a confidence that's found in my ability. It's not a confidence that comes from my own holiness or anything good that I've done. I am wicked. The Bible says that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. But I know that if I can give Him my weakness, and I can learn to wait on Him and I can give Him the glory for my life. He is going to be there for me. Mm, I feel the presence of the Lord here. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. I'm only going to make it because I've got Jesus in my life. And when I need to run in life, God, will give me the strength. When all I can do is walk, I know God will be there to sustain me. This is why Paul wrote with such confidence in Philippians chapter 4 and verse 13. He said, I can do all things through Christ 
who strengthens me. He wasn't saying that I've got confidence in myself. No, he's saying, I've got confidence in the God that I serve because he gives power to the weak. He is neither weary nor he does not faint. Amen. We might feel like our way is hid. We might feel like God does not notice what is going on in our life. And it is easy to look at God through our circumstance and feel like he is a long way off. But I want you to switch your mind up a little bit. So often we look at God through our circumstance. I wonder if we could just look at our circumstance through God. Because then you realize that He's still in control. He's still the one in charge. He is still the everlasting God. He is still the Lord. He is still the Creator. He will still hold your life in the palm of His hand. And so church, as we all stand this morning, I am encouraging you today to learn to wait on the Lord. Over and over and over again in the Scriptures, Psalm 27 and verse 14 says, Wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and He shall strengthen thy heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Psalm 37 verse 7, Rest in the Lord. And wait patiently for him. Psalm 37 verse 9. For evildoers shall be cut off. But those that wait upon the Lord shall inherit the land. Wait on the Lord. Psalm 37 verse 34. And keep his way. And he shall exalt thee to inherit the land. Psalm 39 verse 7. And now Lord, why wait I for? And the psalmist answers his own question. My hope is in you. Psalm 130 verse 5. I wait for the Lord. My soul does wait. And in his word do I hope. Lamentations chapter 3 verse 25. The Lord is good unto them that wait for him. To the soul that seeks him. The last scripture I want to read to you, Micah chapter 7 and verse 7. Therefore, I will look unto the Lord. I will wait for the God of my salvation. Listen to the confidence in this. My God will hear me. Oh, I love that. Oh, I love that. Here's the prophet Micah, the last prophet in the Old Testament. Micah, Malachi, one of the last One of the last prophets in the Old Testament. The children of Israel on their way out. They are backslidden and Micah is feeling like I'm the only one that's here living for God. And I'm preaching a message that people don't want to hear. Therefore, I will look unto the Lord. I will wait for the God of my salvation. My God will hear me. Why don't we just lift our hands and worship the Lord right now. Hallelujah. Jesus, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Lord, we worship you, Jesus. 
This morning, maybe you're facing a situation and, and you're wondering what you need to do. Can I tell you? You need to wait. It's not something we like to do, is it? We like to be people of action. We like to take control. We like to be in charge. But, but God is on record as saying, if you wait on me, I will renew your strength because I'm strong. I've got the power. I don't faint. I want to do something a little bit different here this morning. I want you just to lay hands on the person next to you. And I want you to pray for them, that God would make them strong. As Sister Janie sings this song, I want somebody in this building to know that you need to wait. You need to wait on the Lord. I want everybody to have somebody to pray with. Find someone to pray with. Let's make sure we're all praying for one another. Pray for strength. But pray for strength from the Lord, not strength from our own ability. Pray that we would learn to wait. That's it. That's it. That's it. Come on, I want us to pray. I want us to really pray for one another. Lord, we bring our situations to you, oh God. We pray, Lord, for your strength. We pray, God, that we would wait on you. We pray, God, that we would look to you. We pray, God, that we would live our life for you, Lord, that we would follow you, Lord, that we would walk after you, Lord Jesus.